0: Welcome to the inaugural episode of a new series, Musing with My Simawar. My name is Rhoda, and I have the utmost privilege of working on this project with none other than Obi Yadgar. If you're from the Milwaukee area or a lover of classical music, then you know Obi because of his soothing voice and his work as a radio personality around the country for the last few decades. If you are a listener of the Assyrian podcast, then you may know Obi because of episode 191, where I interviewed him about his life and work. During that interview, Obi mentioned his collection of essays. I really wanted to work with him to create an archive of his writings read in his own voice, and that's how this series was born. Each episode of Musing with My Mawad will feature Obi reading one of his essays. You'll also undoubtedly hear some classical music throughout each episode, these pieces will be handpicked by Obi for each essay and hope to capture the mood. This first essay is called Missed Opportunities. It's Obi's memories of three individuals from different times in his life and the conversations that were never had. I also particularly enjoy the reflections on, as he calls it, the urmi of his youth. It's a really lovely piece, and I think you'll get a sense of the kind of lyrical writer Obi is. We are so, so excited about this project, and there will be a lot more coming your way this fall. But for now, enjoy the first essay in this collection. Here is Missed Opportunities.
1: Missed Opportunities. The musings in these podcasts reflect my life as an Assyrian. My heart and soul are Assyrian. I mean every bit. Mine is a long history, thousands of years, and I keep it close to my heart. It's another way of opening the door into my identity as an Assyrian, so I do it all the time. Now and then in my stories, I will visit Urmi, where Assyrians had lived for centuries. I don't know about the present day Urmi, but but mine was over long and lazy summers spent with my beloved grandmother, Sona in Digala. Most of my family came from Digala. That's a little village about a fifteen minute drushki ride from the city of Urmi. what at least it was at the time. Oh, how sweet my memories of those warm and lazy summers. I still think of Urmi and how much I loved it. No doubt the place has changed and many of the Assyrian families long moved away. I'm sure there's even electricity and running water. Imagine that. I have never returned to Urmi for a visit, and just as well, because, let's face it, it will not be the Urmi I once knew and lived, I'm sure. Not the sweet Urmi of my memory. Indeed, the real Urmi of my youth is etched on my heart. So much happened in my life on those summers in Digala so many memories, so, so many missed opportunities, too. I remember once my grandmother introduced me to an old family acquaintance, a gentleman with a pronounced limp who visited us that, that last summer with my nana in Urmi. I know nothing about his background. Who was he? How did he know my grandparents? No, nothing at all. The only thing my grandmother told me about him was that he had been in prison in Siberia. That's it. Imagine for a young boy with a wild imagination to hear something like that. <laughs> Siberia, really? I wish there were more to this story, something, anything, more than just the prison anecdote. But no, nothing there. Why she didn't tell me more, I don't know. I suppose I could blame our culture for it, that kids didn't need to know everything, especially such a sensitive information about a guy who had been imprisoned in Siberia. I have thought about it much of my mature life. What a missed opportunity for me to have found out the real story. But then life is full of them. Missed opportunities, I mean, isn't it? And I've had my share of them. How can I forget the gentleman at the airport? He was sitting across from me, and what especially drew my attention was his fountain pen. It was a glorious vision, that coming from one who loves fountain pens. The barrel of his pen was a luxurious emerald green with stripes, a gold clip on the black cap, a pair of gold trim rings crowned the finial. The nib was wide and gold. Majestic fountain pen. I could imagine myself writing a bestseller with it. I dreamed, of course. We were both waiting for our flights at O'Hare International Airport in Chicago. What's ironic is that I felt a kind of kinship toward this gentleman because of, I suppose, because of this special love for fountain pants. He was well-dressed, in a distinct European way, in a cream-colored suit, white shirt with blue stripes. A midday blue sky color necktie, matching socks, of course. Brown, European style shoes. They looked expensive. Everything looked expensive. Occasionally, I would get a whiff of English lavender from his direction. He held a beautiful leather covered notebook on his lap. Leather covered notebooks, another love of mine. I assumed he was writing a letter. Well, he could have been writing anything. I I assumed it was a letter. From time to time, he stopped and gazed into the distance. At what, I don't know, or maybe at something inside him. I saw longing in his eyes. How could I tell? Well, some things you just know. He wrote many pages. Time passed. My flight was delayed, thank you. I stayed glued to my seat. I encouraged myself for an introduction. Go talk to the guy. Say hello. Start a conversation. Who was he? What was he? Not that he would have told me what he was writing, but I just sat there and conjured up all sorts of uh, all sorts of worlds to put him in. Finally, finally he capped the fountain pen and put it in his breast pocket. He studied his writing, then he straightened the pages together and ripped them into strips. That's right, ripped them into strips methodically, like, like some sort of ritual. I saw dew in his eyes, but I could have been mistaken. Then he placed the strips of torn paper into his notebook and put it in the leather briefcase at his side. I watched all that with profound curiosity. He sat there for a long time afterwards and stared into space until his flight was called. Then he was gone, leaving me to ponder my failure to have started the conversation with him. Why didn't I do it? I would have liked to know about him, even find out about the letter. To whom was he writing? What was he writing? And why, why in the end tear it up in strips and put the strips in his notebook and then return the notebook to his briefcase? That, that scene still haunts me. The stream of missed opportunities in our lives, unlike a roll of dice, never repeat the same combination. What chance that I would encounter a similar scenario at another time and another place? Through the years, I have thought about the gentleman, his fountain pen, a pelican, now I am sure my favorite fountain pen, and that shredded letter which he returned to his leather notebook also a favorite of mine leather notebooks i think of another missed opportunity perhaps the most profound in my life i never got to know my great uncle the assyrian writer playwright historian and political activist rabbi benyamin arsanus he was my grandfather david's brother my mother's uncle my mother's mamuna we called him momyame he was a he was a giant to me he and, and he still is looking back now i wish i had been old enough at the time to know him better to to converse with him as a mature person writer to writer even ah so much he could have told me about the world of the writer and about his days in urmi with freydun autoraya his close friend and fellow political activist. What a rich memory that would have been for me. I will always remember my great uncle hunched over a manuscript at his writing table under a big tree in his yard, fountain pen in hand. This is in Tehran, where I lived into my early teens. I grew up bilingual in Farsi and Assyrian, although Unlike Farsi, I could only speak Assyrian and not read or write it. No one taught Assyrian at the time. Ravi Benjamin wrote an Assyrian. Perhaps he could have also uh, taught me to try or given, given me the chance to try my hand at writing an Assyrian. I don't know. What a gift that would have been. I have never read what he wrote. I wish I could have, although I am studying Assyrian on my own. It is slow coming, but it is coming. I do remember being taken to a performance of one of my great uncle's plays. I don't recall the play, I was too young. But one image stays with me, and that is of the curtain falling and the theater exploding with cheers and applause as the audience shot to its feet. That I remember well, very well. It must have been a good play, great play, I want to think. Rabbi Binyamin Arsanos was an intellectual, yes, but he also championed Assyrian arts. My great-uncle Binyamin was a towering figure with a French legionnaire's swagger. Yet he spoke in an easy manner, his ready smile warming the air around him. I think of him as the gentle warrior who rejected the sword and instead lived his life by the power of his pen. How noble! I remembered he smelled of ink and of the yard where he spent so much time on warm days writing always writing with his fountain pen his hands were all, his hands were always stained with fountain pen ink now every time i refill my fountain pens from the bottle i can't help but long for those times spent with him sometimes i sat on his knee and heard clusters of words flow through him my ears hanging on every syllable I also heard the warm breezes that played through the trees in the yard that he loved so much. He asked me things and he listened to what I said, nodding as if what he heard was important. That much I do remember, especially the smile in his eyes as he regarded everything I said. Looking back, that smile told me what people say is important, what I said was important to him. A writer must also be a good listener. What a profound lesson to learn so early in life from Mamiame. I wonder what he and I would have talked about at the time, had I been older, had I been a writer, about the writer's life, I'm sure, about the joys and the sorrows, the dedication, the, the discipline, the tenacity, and yes, the heartbreak. But most of all, the passion of drawing words on paper and watching them bloom into stories. Yes, we would have had many conversations sitting at his writing table. We might have even gone for walks. Imagine walking with the great man himself. Lost opportunities, oh yes, I've had many in my life. Now, every time I think of my great uncle, I also see the image of the gentleman with the fountain pen.
0: Musing with My Simawr is a production of the Assyrian podcast. The essay you heard was written and read by Obiadgar and music selected for this episode was Alexander Scriabin's Waltz Opus 38. Until next time, stay musing.